guys can be seated. Good morning. Oh, wow, man, this place filled up. When I sat down just a few minutes ago, I didn't think we were going to have anybody here, but you guys, man, y'all have, have poured in, and we're glad that you guys are here. We want to welcome all of our visitors. We want to welcome those of you who are joining us live online. It's just always so good to have you a part of our worship, and for those of you who are, who are worshiping with us here in person, we hope that you'll come back, and if you have any questions, uh, please see me or, or one of our elders or, or one of our members. We would uh, love to get to know you better and answer any questions you may have. As you guys can see, over the last couple of weeks, we have been in a series entitled The Unexpected Story. Now, if you missed any of the lessons in this series, just know that you can go back and you can watch these off of our church webpage. Uh, we also have a church Facebook page that you can be a part of, and those lessons are on there. And for you high-tech people, we also have a podcast. So you can listen to any of these lessons as you're driving down the road from that app as well. But today I want to begin by asking you a question. How many of you are ready for Christmas? Raise your hand. Okay, well, as you guys can see, I'm ready, <laughs> right? And, and thank you so much for the comments on my sweater. Uh, some of you have referred to it as an ugly sweater. I'm kind of hurt by that. This is Star Wars. I'm even wearing my Star Wars socks this morning. But I'm excited about Christmas, and I think a lot of you guys are as well. I, I know for a lot of people, they have a lot of expectations this time of year for our kiddos, right? They expect to have a visit from Santa, right? And, and our kids, they expect lots of presents. Uh, you know, I, I think for us as adults, we expect to be with friends and family this time of year, and I don't know about you, but I have a feeling I'm speaking for most people this morning, I expect to eat a lot of food during this time of year, uh, whether it's ham or mashed potatoes and gravy, green beans, rolls, y'all cannot leave, okay? Just, just know, some of y'all are already thinking, okay, we got to head on to Ryan's or wherever this afternoon. But we start thinking about food this time of year and overeating. And especially for me, it's Christmas cookies. Do we have any Christmas cookie fans in here? My wife always makes the best gingerbread cookies. And her mom is, is here visiting with us. My mom as well. But her mom is here visiting with us. And so Julie baked up a fresh batch of her gingerbread cookies. And do not tell her, but I ate five last night. <laughs> it's not the sweater. I'm really this poofy this morning, okay? I mean, I, I am feeling it today. But, but we have these expectations for you. Think about this. What are some of your expectations? I think about for me personally, today is Sunday, and every Sunday about this time, I expect to be in a worship service like this, and I absolutely love it, and I hope you do too. And, and, and hear what I'm saying here, it's, it's not just where I expect to be, this is where I want to be. 
is in the presence of God and, and worshiping Him. But, but let me say this. A sign that you really know someone is you know where you can expect to find them. Like some of you, you are not surprised that I am here today, right? Because this is where you would expect a minister to be on Sunday is, is in a worship service. But for those of you who really, really know me, you know that on Fridays you would probably expect me to be at Disney with my family, right? For those of you who really, really know me, during football season, on Saturdays, you would expect to find me in front of a TV watching Alabama football. <laughs> or if it's Sunday, if you really know me, you would probably expect me to be in front of a TV in the afternoon watching the Patriots play with my daughter, Charleston. Right, so, so when we really know someone, we know where we can expect to find them. But let me also say this, a sign that you really know someone is you know where you would never expect to find them. Right, for those of you who know me, you know you would never expect to find me on a golf course. <laughs> right, because I absolutely hate golf. Because I am extremely competitive and I am terrible at it. So I gave away my clubs a long time ago. Don't look, don't look for me out on a golf course. For those of you who really know me, you know that you would never expect to find me at a sushi bar. Right? It's disgusting to me. I know, listen to y'all. See, Precious? See, Precious is in my small group. We met last Sunday, and, and Precious brings up sushi and how great it is, and everybody else is chiming in, and I'm like, girl, I hate sushi. And Precious is like, you have lost your mind. Everybody's going around the table. You just had not had the right stuff, and I'm telling them. Everybody says that to me. I've tried every kind of sushi you can imagine, and I don't like it. <laughs> don't look for me at a sushi bar. Right? Expectations. You know, the people of God for centuries had the expectation that the Messiah would one day come. And what's absolutely amazing is that when he finally came, most people missed it. Right? They had the expectation that the Savior was going to come into the world, and so many people missed it. And the question is, why? Why didn't they recognize the king that they were expecting? And I think that there are several reasons why many of them missed it, but I want to mention one this morning. Even though they expected Christ's coming, he didn't come as they expected, right? They were, they were expecting the extraordinary, not the, not the ordinary. After all, that's how the high and mighty do things, right? Some of you, some of you probably know, uh, you've probably read it on Facebook, 
uh, over the, the last couple of weeks that my daughter, Liesl, is pregnant. And uh, we had to kind of rush out after services on Wednesday night because they were having the gender reveal. And if you didn't see it on Facebook, yes, I am going to have another grandson. So I am super excited about that. But here's the thing. Liesl's probably going to have her baby at one of the, the hospitals around here locally. But famous people. When they have a baby, they oftentimes go big, right? When, when they have babies, oftentimes they don't go to regular hospitals like Beyonce. Beyonce went to the Lennox Hospital where you get your own masseuse. And they do manicures and pedicures and you have your own kitchenette in your room. Gwyneth Paltrow went to Mount Sinai Hospital to have her baby. They had hardwood floors and they had Italian tile in the bathrooms. But, you really, but if you really want to go upscale, then go to Matilda Hospital in Hong Kong because it is nicer than any resort you have ever been to. But if you're going to go, you got to make sure that you get your reservations in some seven months early, and you also have to put down a $20,000 deposit. And that's what we would expect of the really important, right? But the message of Jesus is not just that Jesus came our way, but it's the way He came. Jesus didn't come high and mighty. In fact, if you look at our text this morning, Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7, it's really not what you would expect of the Son of God. It says, At that time the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quinarius was governor over Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged who was now expecting a child that would be Jesus. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth. And if you look at that passage in the ancient Greek, it means to tear apart. In other words, more than likely, Joseph and Mary, they just tore some material and they wrapped baby Jesus in it. And they laid him in a manger, which is a feeding trough, because there was no lodging available for them. And man, you look at this story and it's like, wow, this is, this is so unexpected. I mean, this is the Son of God. No one would expect deity to wrap himself in humanity. No one was expecting the Almighty to come so vulnerable and weak and dependent. No one was expecting that the one who made everything would make himself poor. That the extraordinary would come in such an ordinary way. No one 
was expecting God to be so humble. And that's one of the reasons why so oftentimes people reject Jesus as being the Messiah because no one expected God to do it like that. But His birth wasn't the only thing about Jesus that didn't meet people's expectations. I mean, in the very beginning, if, if you, you know, just read through the Gospels, you see Jesus was constantly defying the people's expectations. Let me ask you this morning, do you know anyone like that? Do you know someone who is constantly uh, defying your expectations, constantly surprising you about the things that they do or, or maybe the things they don't do? It's kind of like the story of the young man who was taking his date home and he wanted to get a kiss. And so he put his hand on the wall of her house and he started leaning in to try and steal a kiss. And she looked at him and she said, oh, no, 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 we can't do that. She said, my dad is probably watching. And the young man said, no, 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 your dad's probably asleep by now. Please, just give me a kiss. And so again, he, he starts to lean in and she goes, no, 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 I can't give you a kiss. She said, my mom's probably waiting up for me. We can't do that. And he's like, oh, your mom's probably asleep. And so they're going back and forth, back and, and forth. And then the unexpected happens. The door opens and her little sister walks out and says, Dad told me to tell you either, either kiss him or don't kiss him, but either way, tell him to take his hand off of the intercom system. <laughs> I think we've all had those moments in life like that young man when the unexpected happens right and and that's the way it was if you constantly followed Jesus I mean if you look at the life of Jesus I mean just just take for example the first time we see him coming on the scene in Matthew chapter 3 as an adult he goes down to a river to be baptized and when he gets there his his cousin John is there baptizing people so that they will get their lives right with God. And so Jesus shows up and John looks at him shocked and he says, what are you doing here? You don't need to be made right with God. I don't need to baptize you. You need to baptize me. But that's the very first thing Jesus did publicly. And he just kept doing stuff like that. For example, he would show up at parties that no one would ever expect him to be at. Luke chapter 15, verse 1. Or eat with a sinner that no one expected him to eat with. Mark chapter 2. No one expected that a holy God would touch a leper. Matthew chapter 3. Or let a prostitute touch him. Luke chapter 7, verses 36 through 50. No one would expect a holy God to take a tax collector and some lowly fishermen and add them as his disciples to his group. But here's the thing about Jesus. Jesus wouldn't live by everyone's expectations of who he should love. In fact, if you wanted to really summarize the teaching of Jesus, I think we could use John 3, verse 16, where it says, For God so loved the who church? 
the world. That he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's so unexpected, right? I mean, you would expect that God would love those who are lovable. You would expect that God would simply love those who are good or simply love those who are special. But what we see is that God loves the world, which is really oftentimes not what we would expect. In fact, he uses a word there, which is whoever, which would include who? Everyone. And that's good news. But let me share with you some more good news. We can expect eternal life because of a death that no one expected. Right? You see, the very last place that anyone would ever expect to find God was, was on a cross. Right? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says, God made Him who had no sin to be sin for us. So that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. You see, the Bible says that sinners should expect to die. That's, that's what we should expect. Romans chapter 6, verse 23. Why? Because our sin cuts us off from God. Isaiah chapter 59, verse 2. And here's the problem. Romans chapter 23, Romans chapter 3, verse 23 tells us that that describes all of us. We're all sinners. We should all expect death, judgment. And so here's what we needed. We needed to find a sinless person who could die for our sins, who could pay the price for our sins. Because you see, I can't take care of your sins and you can't take care of my sins, right? Because we've got our own sins to deal with. So we needed someone who was perfect, someone who was sinless to die for us. And that was Jesus. God made Him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. There's a story told by Nabil Qureshi. He's actually an author. He was raised Muslim, but he was converted to Christianity. And he was having a conversation with one of his dear friends. Her name was Sahar. She was a committed Muslim. And her big problem with Jesus was not what he taught or how he lived, but who he claimed to be, that he was the Son of God in the flesh. And so she says to Nabil, I can't go there. It is beneath the dignity of God to pass through the birth canal of a woman. It is beneath the dignity of God to go to the bathroom. And Nabil said, Sahar, if you were going to a really nice party, 
and you were dressed in your nicest clothes, and right before you got there, you saw your daughter drowning in mud. He said, would you appear at the party perfect, or would you throw off those clothes, jump in, and save her? Sahar said, I would dive in and save her. Nabil asked, would you, would, would you save her, or would you send someone else? And she said, I would go in myself. Nabil said, Sahar, if you would lay aside your dignity to save your child, then why wouldn't God, if He is a loving Father, lay aside His majesty to come and save you? And it was those very words that led Sahar to Christ. Here's what the Bible says in 1 John chapter 4, verses 9 through 10. This is how God showed His love to us. You know, we have a lot of people who tell us they love us. But they don't demonstrate it. God didn't just tell us He loves us. He showed us. He demonstrated it. How? He sent His one and only Son into the world so that we could have life through Him. This is what real love is. It is not our love for God. It is God's love for us. He sent His Son to die in our place to take away our sins. Isn't that awesome? And yet even His death was not the most unexpected thing Jesus did. Right? I mean, after Jesus died on a cross, they took down his cold, dead body and they put him in a tomb. And, and the women, they didn't even have time to prepare, to prepare his body with spices. And so three days later, they show up to embalm his body, to prepare his body. And, and well, Jesus wasn't where they expected. Let me read this. Mark 16, 1 through 8. The next evening when the Sabbath ended, Mary Magdalene and Salome and Mary the mother of Jesus went out and purchased embalming spices. Early the following morning, just at sunrise, they carried them out to the tomb. On the way, they were discussing how they could ever roll aside the huge stone from the entrance. But when they arrived, they looked up and saw the stone, a very heavy one, was already moved away and the entrance was open. So they entered the tomb. And there on the right sat a young man clothed in white. The women were startled, but the angel said, Don't be surprised. Aren't you looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified? He isn't here. You see, Jesus wasn't where they expected. And notice what the angel says. He's come back to life. Look, that's where his body was laying. Now go and give this message to his disciples, including Peter. Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there just as I told you before, just as he told you before he died. The women fled from the tomb, trembling and bewildered, too frightened to talk, right? Jesus wasn't where he was supposed to be. He did it again. He defied their expectations. And there are so many other stories of this same thing where 
Jesus ends up where no one would have expected him to be. I mean, after he rises from the grave, two men are on the road to Emmaus, and boom, he pops in and has a conversation with them. And then the disciples, remember, they're in that room, and the door is locked, and they're kind of hiding out from the religious authorities. And, and boom, Jesus pops in, and they weren't expecting it. And he says, whoa, don't be afraid. Peace be with you. One of the things I've come to realize is Jesus still shows up where we least expect it. In fact, for over 2,000 years, Jesus has been showing up at the most unexpected time and the most unexpected places to give hope to the most unexpected people. He's been in cancer wards, in refugee camps, prison cells, rehab centers. You never know where you might find Jesus. But this is what we do know. Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. He is Emmanuel, which means God, what church? God with us. He is with us. And I think oftentimes one of the things that just, you know, surprises us is the lives that Jesus changes even today. I've seen people who have said they would never believe in God come to Jesus. I've seen drug addicts and alcoholics give up their addictions and give their lives to Jesus. I've seen movie stars who gave up Hollywood and worldliness to give their life to Jesus. I've seen strip club dancers that have given up that lifestyle to give their life to Jesus. I can honestly say that I have seen Jesus do things in people that I never expected to see. And I bet you have too. And we see this in the Scriptures. I don't have time to tell this whole story. I'm really out of time. But in Mark chapter 5, a really cool story. There is this guy, and he is demon-possessed. And he is out of his mind. He is out of control. And people have tried to contain him with chains and all kinds of, of stuff. They're, you know, the, the people in the city were just terrified of him. But he had all these demons in him. And through the power of these demons, he would break free. And he would run through the cemetery, screaming naked cutting himself with stones. And then the unexpected happens. Jesus shows up. And he casts all those demons out. And man, when the people of the, the city hear about it, they come running to see. And when they get there, they are shocked because this guy who was once out of his mind and naked, cutting himself out of control, he is now sitting there with Jesus fully clothed and in his right mind once again. One of the things that we should expect is that Jesus can transform lives. No matter who you are. And that's good news. 
Listen, let me say this again. One sign that you really know someone is you know where you can expect to find them. And here's the deal. We can expect to find Jesus in the darkest places ready to help anyone who wants some light. This is how John worded it in, first, in John chapter 1, verses 4 through 5. His life, that's Jesus, brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never be extinguished. And so listen, because Jesus has come into our world, let me tell you what we can expect today. We can now expect that someday love is going to conquer hate. That good is going to overpower evil. That justice is going to prevail. That peace will reign we can expect that what Jesus has started cannot be stopped. And we can expect that one day He is going to return to take us home. And it doesn't matter who you are, but on that day, the Bible says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that He is Lord. And He will be sitting on His throne. And every single one of us will say, that's exactly where I expected Him to be. This morning it may be that you need to give your life to Jesus. You haven't done that yet. And I've told you what you can expect of Him. But what about you? Are you going to give your life to Him? Are you going to live for Him? It may be that there's someone here today who's been thinking about it for a long time, but you're ready to put on Christ in baptism. And let me tell you what you can expect. We will be waiting up here to receive you with open arms. And, and we will have the baptistry ready for you. Um, even if you didn't bring any clothes, we've got clothes back there for, for you to put on. And, and I will baptize you into Christ and all your sins will be washed away. And the Bible tells us that you will be filled with the Holy Spirit of God who will help you and empower you to be everything that God wants you to be. Acts chapter 2 verse 38. And let me tell you something. You can expect that when you come out, out of that water, all of heaven will be rejoicing. There will be a party in heaven like no other because of the decision you make today. Or if there's someone here today that needs to rededicate their life to the Lord and, and you say, man, it's like you just have no idea how far I wondered. Let me, let me tell you what you can, you can expect. You can expect a heavenly Father to be looking and waiting for you to come home. And I don't care what you've done. Jesus says, I'm standing at the door knocking. Just let me in. Let me in. And you can rededicate your life to the Lord today. 
Let me tell you about one more thing you can expect. There may be someone who needs prayers today. You can come forward and and we will pray for you. Our elders will pray for you. If you want to put a prayer up on the cross today, you can expect and we will make sure that it happens that your prayer request is, is prayed over. But this morning, what's your choice? How will you live and who will you live for? If you need to respond, won't you come? Together we stand and sing.